I really um, tried to face up to the challenge. Um, I did, but I just I couldn't do it. Um, I wanted to begin by looking at those awful words that end Psalm 137 uh, to try and get my head around them and maybe help us hear them clearly to somehow make sense of them. And I've got several pages uh, on my computer at home to show for it, but I eventually gave it up. I, I couldn't do it. I found myself fascinated by the cry for vengeance. I'm fascinated in the old sense of mesmerized, um, caught up in, bewitched, caught up by that sorrow, uh, by the river and the rage that comes from it. And that's the kind of thing I've learned not to say out loud, right? It's too appalling. It's too unguarded. It's too unguarded. I've learned, we've all learned, never to say such things, um, even if we think them, never to say them. I wanted to have us spend some time there along the banks of that river in Babylon to feel the misery, to somehow imagine ourselves in that terrible place, our homes and our city destroyed, our children dead, everything we'd ever known swept away by an army that we had done nothing to offend, victims of imperial hubris and the stupid arrogance of our leaders. Really, that was the intent of this entire service, to create here in this sanctuary a place of exile, of dislocation, so that we can get in touch with what it means to be exiles, what it means to be lost and banished and forced against our will to leave the only home we'd ever known for some pagan land, a pagan land we'd never even heard of until just a little while ago. But I couldn't do it. Now, I could try and explain myself to you, but I won't, partly because that's not, I'm not entirely sure I can, and mostly it's because whatever else a sermon is, it's not a therapeutic technique designed to uh, either expose or improve the mental health of the preacher. So instead, I will ask you um, to just wander, wander a ways with me this morning, um, to walk with me from the place that I can't describe, that place of exile, and toward the place that we can only imagine the place called home. For the past month during the community sharing time, we've heard stories of immigration, and those stories have so far come from the Bible. And one way of thinking about the history of God's people is that it's a history played out against the backdrop of empires and is the story of nomads, migrants, wanderers, sojourners, people on the move, called and invited and led by God from the place of captivity, of exile, of loss, and toward the place of redemption, salvation, of liberation, restoration, home. And a piece of that history is described here in Psalm 137. It's played out along the banks of some river in Babylon where our ancestors sat down and wept as they remembered home. The place where they were tormented by their captors, forced to sing their songs, the songs of home, the precious and holy songs of home for the amusement of their enemies, a place of complete alienation, complete devastation, complete loss, a place of exile. And we can read this psalm from a distance and see it as a relic of our past, lovely and stark and well worth preserving. Or we can read it as if in a mirror, seeing ourselves there by the river, clutching our last little bit of hope, hearing our broken voices singing the songs of Zion in that foreign place. 
How we read this psalm and from what distance depends a lot on where we are ourselves on that lifelong journey from exile to home, that permanent migration called life, that forever walk toward home. No matter the distance between us and the psalm, no matter the feeling it generates, no matter our ability to remain objective, no matter our feelings of deep commiseration, we hear in these words something necessary to our lives, something necessary to our discipleship. Because the psalm reminds us that we are indeed exiles. We are alienated. We're alienated from ourselves, alienated from the earth, alienated from each other, alienated from God. The psalm also reminds us that there is another place, a destination, but also a source, a place where we belong, where we once lived, where we will someday live again. The first reminder is necessary because we can too easily mistake the empire for the promised land. We can too easily mistake material comfort for paradise. We can too easily mistake material security for blessing, material possessions for the fruits of the spirit, national politics for the will of God. We can place our trusts in chariots and horses and military might and completely forget the name of the Lord our God. Or worse, Mistake God's name for that of the empire. Psalm 137 reminds us in the plainest, starkest, harshest terms that we are indeed exiles. We are strangers. We are aliens, migrants, nomads, people just passing through in but not of this world, citizens of the empire, but loyal only, only to God. Psalm 137 calls us back to our right minds by reminding us of that river in Babylon, And the way the empire calls us to give it everything, even our most precious things, our songs, to be co-opted and claimed and reconfigured and then marketed as commodities available for purchase by the goodness of the emperor, the precious objects of the temple on display in the material museum, in the imperial museum for the entertainment of tourists. Drawn back to that river, our harps, harps hung on the willows. We remember who we really are which is what makes it possible for us to remember where we really belong. By recalling Babylon, we remember home. Home, the place we came from, the place we belong, the only place, really. I said it's the place we've come from, but we've never really been there, not yet anyway, not fully, not completely. Instead, we have stories of a garden where God walks, of a city come down from heaven where everything is light and and unspeakably beautiful and where nothing evil can be, of a time when everyone will be at peace, when lions and lambs will lie down together, when wars will be nothing but a distant memory, a time and a place of restoration, of salvation, of liberation, redemption, promises fulfilled, when we will dwell with God and God will dwell with us, home. Like people awakened from a dream, we, we remember that this world is not our home, not as it currently is anyways, and that we're exiled and so have some ways to go, some ways yet to go to get home. Like our ancestors, we solemnly promise never to forget, we promise to always remember Zion, paradise, the garden, heaven, home, because it's that memory that keeps us in our right minds, that memory that tells us the truth about our present circumstances that memory that makes our exile bearable. 
We may be sitting by the banks of some river in the empire. But somewhere back there or somewhere out ahead of us lies our true home. And we will not forget. We won't forget. We will never forget home. And thanks be to God, we have signs. Uh, We have signs all along the way, signs of home, signs that remind us to remember, if that makes sense, Um, signs that prompt us to remember, signs that keep that memory alive, signs that make it possible for us exiles to keep walking toward that home that we've only heard of, but that remains the place we've come from, the place we've always belonged. And here this morning, we see such signs. I mean, really, they're all around us. We see sisters and brothers, nomads and migrants, exiles like us, all gathered here for the sake of remembering home, gathered here to sing songs of home in a strange land, gathered to sing songs that remind us of who we really are and who God is and how we're to go on together from here, gathered to sing praises to that God, the one who's with us even in exile, the one who is faithfully leading us home, the God whose promises we trust even when our enemies surround us and threaten to undo us. We see sisters and brothers engaging in these humble acts of remembering, and we remember what we promised long ago to remember. We're exiles. We're going home. And we see this table, some bread, some juice, plate, cup, bowl of grapes, a table set before us in the presence of our enemies, a feasting on the generous fruits of the earth, a sharing in the body and blood of our Savior, a communion of saints bound together by the Christ who saves us and who is present at this feast, a sign of home, a sign of that place where all will be fed, all will be welcome, all will eat their fill, where every distinction that separates and exiles, every distinction that sets walls around us, every human effort to marginalize and rope off and set apart and push away, where all of those things meet their end, to be replaced by a holy unity of the Spirit, true communion with God and with others, the living fulfillment of the two great commandments. Home. This table is a sign of home, a reminder of home. And we'll participate in yet another sign of home this morning as we sit across from a sister or a brother and kneel to wash their feet, an expression of service, an expression of welcome, an expression of humility, an expression of honoring the other, an imitation of our Lord, another sign of the presence of Christ's presence among us, a sign, too, of home, the place where none will lord it over another, where there will be only one Lord, and that is Jesus the Christ, who gave himself for us, where the humble find their place, where the proud bend their knees, where the little child rests easy. Our washing of feet is a sign of home, a reminder of home. And it's my prayer that this brief walk we've taken together is also a sign of home, or at least an invitation toward home. It's a walk that begins at the river of desolation, a place where it's all too easy to linger, to give up hope to lie there, to get caught up in the size of our loss, to lay down there and die, to lay down there and forget all about home, a place that tempts me, that tempts us all at one time or another to despair. But with you, my sisters and brothers, firmly in mind, I was able to walk away from that place, 
With your help, I was able to remember home. And with that remembering, to take, take a look at that place of desolation and to mark it well and to learn from it what needs to be learned, but then to remember that I am an exile, a migrant, that we are exiles, migrants, people on a journey from Babylon to Zion, from empire to the reign of God, from desolation to home. We need each other. Do you see that? We need each other to remember what we all too easily forget, that once upon a time we were dragged from our true home and banished to some foreign place, and that one day we will return to that true home. Our exile will end. We will be home, truly, finally, eternally home. And so we walk to this table and we receive food for the journey. We wash each other's feet and we receive strength for the journey. We worship and sing with sisters and brothers and receive healing for the journey. We gather in the presence of God and so remember who we are and where we are and where we truly belong. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and wept. But we will remember. We do remember. We will remember Zion. We will remember home. Amen. Amen.